Did I give you the signal? Uh, no. I said God damn. Here's your signal. Thank you. Studios, where a bye week is behind us, and we're all returning to our normal sexual orientations. But it was fun while it lasted. You're in the South Stand. Yeah. I'm Colin Daniels with producer Scott Stafford. Hi. Tonight, an editorial from Brian Scoop Neiman, plus the King of Thornton, the Prince of Pepsi Center, from the new Mile High Sports. Jeffrey Basketball Martin and your host John Brady. We're rocking and rolling, that's for sure. Yeah, yes, sir. Welcome to the show, everybody. South Stands Denver Fancast. We are back. Uh, it's it's just been one mere week since the Rockies uh, lost in that uh, one game playoff, and we had that sad show. And for once, since we recorded a show, it's, it's only been a week. Yeah, it's great. It's it's <laughs> nice. it's, it's a Ar- miracle. Arizona's already bounced. How crazy is that? I know that's Darn. crazy. Rockies would Rockies would have been all right, you know. But uh, we can talk about that. We cold as shit. Down I know. There on Monday have. night. Somebody reminded. They said, Woo. "Ooh, we would have been out this." And I said, "Oh, I would have been there too." I was like, "That looks like shitty oh, weather. I don't yeah. want to deal with that." Why um, the fuck is is baseball still playing this late in the year? It, it doesn't make any sense. Be. It yeah. shouldn't be. And um, and then we can talk about the um, shortening up some of the, the the seasons like the NBA with our guest, the wonderful Jeff Morton. What's up, everybody? How's it going, buddy? Hey, it's nice to have you back. Yeah, um, I think you, this is trip number six. Is for it? Me. Yeah. I was going to say. Oh, I was just wow. thinking. I'm, I'm yeah. glad six you knew time. that. That would, that would make him the first member of the six timer club. I, 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 I do believe. Yeah. No, no, we've got no. some five timers. We've but. had some six. Brando's timers. been on like seventy times. Yeah, he's so. been on a bunch. Maybe so. thirty. But, maybe 30. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, Breno, I, yeah. I think you got like Nate Crackman beat. That's for sure. So yeah, it's good. Hey, listen, I I known you guys for a very long time, fellow podcasters. Quick Crackman aside, by the way, the other day I'm listening to the radio. The guy on the radio says, oh, Nate Craigman's out today, little under the weather. I'm looking at Instagram at the time, and Nate Craigman has a photo of a cocktail and a beach. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a little under the weather. I think weather. that's code for he's, um, <laughs> well, yeah, he's going to be. On there's a certain kind of under the weather. That's right. Yeah, that's good weather. He's under really nice weather. <laughs> um, Jeff has yeah. uh, Jeff. You know, covers the uh, the NBA and the like Nuggets. a goddamn blanket, like a blanket. Yeah. And he has Big he has now uh, ascended to the uh, to the the grand throne of Mile High Sports. So tell us a little bit about that. How that came about. What you're doing there. I'm assuming you're doing the same thing. You're getting the good coverage of the Nuggets. But uh, how are you enjoying it? I, I'm actually enjoying it. And in fact, I'm enjoying right now because uh, super producer Scott Stafford is finally here. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Because it's been... Jeez, me and you, Colin. I've been six Colin and I are just basically chopped liver, huh? You know. <laughs> just come here and see us, and it's like, eh, whatever. No, you guys... It's how it you, goes, John. It's how it goes. You know, no, you guys are like the assumption, and Scott is the cherry on top of the cake. Uh, so. Okay, all right. Um, I, I, I'll, I I'll take that. I'll take that. Completely <laughs> mixed metaphors there. But, um, <laughs> That's all right. I, I think that um, it, I made a decision a while back to... to Go to the 5280 Sports Network 
which it was at the time, um, because I needed a break from another organization. Then we can talk about that later. But, okay. Um, and then I, Nate Lundy calls me one day and he says, uh, Jeff, I I'm, think I'm going to be buying uh, Mile High Sports. And I said, oh, I see. And uh, I Sounds like a great conversation, you guys. Had. <laughs> I, there was probably more to that. And then he's like, I would like you to stay on. And like, I Shut said, the fuck up. No way, man. the fuck away. <laughs> I was like, man. It, you know, it is a great brand. I mean, what to cover sports in this town, what better brand name could you possibly come up with in my high sports? It's perfect. It's fantastic. And spot it's on the money. The best brand in town, as far as I'm concerned. And they're gi- giving you giving you same uh, access to the nuggets. You get out there, yeah. cover the team. Well, now listen, I, I the, one of the per- perks of my status uh, with the nuggets is that I have what established it, it is. I bring actual credibility with me, so I don't have to rely on an organization to to. They know you down there. They yeah, you're, exactly. you're established. So my access is what it is. Basically, what. Your name tag stands above the organization. That I you're for. basically, if it was Atlas, he would be holding my name tag on top instead of the, uh, the gotcha. Globe. So I gotcha. Nice, lofty. Yeah. That's a um, <laughs> yeah, that's big. No <laughs> mixed <laughs> metaphor there. No, not this time. You know, but, it's it's, your, it's Jeffrey's humility that really is. brings him back <laughs> on the show. Well, no, but that's important because you know I'm sure there's plenty of guys. We were talking about different young guys earlier, yeah. and um, and that's a different conversation. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we they, were. They were oh, uh, yeah. But you know, like younger people getting getting uh, press credentials, and it's yeah. kind of like you know we always talk to like Jake Shapiro, and I was like, what happens when you roll into a locker room and, and like they see you and they think, who let the little kid in? It's got to be hard. His it's got to be hard for people who aren't established to show up because mm-hmm. they know you and if you roll up to ask a question they go oh well there's jeff i can i can you know take his question well yeah it's it's interesting you say that well specifically with jake because he does look like a 12 year old so i mean that doesn't probably doesn't help his case but um i think that there is a a, a situation where you establish yourself over time and it took me a long ass time a long time to get to the point where they trusted me enough to be credentialed when I first started at uh, with uh, at Denver Stiffs in two thousand nine, um, it was Tomago Collins hated blogs and he specifically hated Denver Stiffs because <laughs> Andy was associated with yep, it. Yep, yep. And uh, because Andy had firedgeorgecarl.com dot com and it just it was it took us a long time to rebuild that relationship. We did over time, and it it helped that Tomago was no longer there. But I mean, it you know Tim Gelt has been fantastic with us the Nuggets uh, PR guy. But we, it took us a long time to establish that. And then a lot of people who come in now, it, it, it's, it's kind of strange to me to look because I look at myself and I look at Andrew Feinstein and I look at Nate Timmons and the three of us, the godfathers of the people who were credentialed and bloggers in, in Denver, we had to basically prostrate ourselves in, in, in front of these people and prove that we were worth because this is how lowly blogs were. And now blogs are just accepted. Well, no, you're right because <laughs> when you guys were getting access to the Nuggets, they definitely people weren't getting it uh, for the Avs. Yep. They probably they they now are, but they weren't for a long time. Definitely weren't then. Yep. I don't think the Broncos at the time there wasn't like you know like Mile High Report people weren't like able to go press conferences stuff like that. I think you guys were the first ones to actually get in there. We were the first of the uh, actual quote unquote blogs in Denver, uh, major blogs, and I think any blog in Denver to actually get access. And it was uh, it's, it was 
I, I'm honored that I was got given that opportunity, and I've uh, I've loved it ever since I, I got it. And that it's been five, six years now. Well, and you know? it kind of makes sense that the NBA team would be the first in the market to allow the blogger in because yeah. the NBA is the most savvy when it comes to technology. They're the most uh, they're the most forward in terms of social media, yeah. and certainly when it comes to digital media, the smartest. For example, clips of NBA jams and sweet passes and shit aren't removed from YouTube. The NBA makes zero effort to make sure their material is not used on YouTube. Yeah. You can create a blog and make commentary on Nikola Jokic's game and show clips, and they don't care. Yep, because whereas, you're, you're whereas, showcasing the NBA. Right, yeah. whereas as we've spoken to... Uh, to uh, Brandon Perna. Brandon Perna, he can't use any of that material from the NFL. Oh. Otherwise, his videos get subjugated and they get all the revenue. Well, it's very interesting because uh, well, I started a, 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 a YouTube channel just specifically so I could uh, document practices and and do kind of like a, a, a vloggy type of thing on, on my channel, my Colorado Sports Guys channel. And to be honest... I have never once received any hassle from anyone in the NBA. No one has claimed copyright. No one has done anything like that. But it's all original sourced material for me. Um, uh, we just did, uh, Ryan Green and I just did a video, uh, yes, well, day before yesterday with the Nuggets game, last preseason game. And there was, Ryan was filming game action on his camera. Not a word. They, they love it. And I think you know what you said, Colin. Is they're they're more pro- more progressive for that. They're more progressive in a lot of areas, and it just doesn't make sense why more leagues don't adopt that. I'm not yeah. sure exactly how the NHL is, but I'm guessing they're pretty clueless, so they don't know what to do. But just you know, knowing what the NFL does and the lengths they go to, and it's kind of like. Don't you want people to be seeing, you know, the see? Oh, because yeah. you know the NFL, they're like, oh, you know, we're afraid the ratings are down. People aren't watching. It's like, well, get some clips out of there. Some guy catching a sweet touchdown, then maybe more people will watch. I, it. I don't think the NFL is suffering, John. I don't I think, think they, they are either. Well, but it's like That's our president says their ratings are way down. <laughs> but why not? Says it's hashtag sad. Why not? Why not promote oh, it? Why sad. not get it out there? But anyway, it's it's good. I'm glad they do that. I'm glad you guys are are doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, are you? doing any are you going on any of the radio shows are you hitting those up yeah i, I will be during the season uh obviously lundy and uh sean drotar and tj carpenter have a show in the morning and I'll, oh I'll be we're gonna that. talk about lundy later yeah, yeah, we, the trial of nate lundy is <laughs> what it's gonna be we'll bring that to you a little later we're gonna put old <laughs> nate on trial <laughs> i got i i will be on those shows and uh you know I, i'm still doing colorado sports guys and uh I'll and you guys moved that. your podcast over to their server didn't you uh we are still on libsyn but we uh, are like we got are uh, doing a partnership with their uh, actual app, so it's it. But and everyone else there, I want to be on an boom. app. Yeah, that everyone else nice. there's on an on audio boom, and we were like, nah, I mean, because we're we do what we do. But you know, so we're the so, shit show of the amateur hour. Yeah, but so, you guys, yeah. you guys took that step. You must got rid of those other jokers like Nate Timmons. You must have kicked him <laughs> oh, to the oh, curb, oh, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, right? I, I, I was. It was interesting to hear. Actually, didn't Nate? Come on with you guys like a couple months ago or something. He like was that? here a while back. Yeah, yeah. it was about a year yeah. ago though. It was it was always good ago. to have Nate on. Oh yeah, yeah Nate's great. Nate's the the Nate is the reason everyone has access. Nate Timmons because he worked his little tail off. Yes, and I, I will always give Nate credit because he is he is the guy. It wasn't Andy, wasn't me. It was it was Nate Timmons and his hard work, and the Nuggets loved him, and for good reason. And uh, I wish he still considered himself a media member because uh, it would be nice to have him at Pep Center again, but. It, 
he told me he said um, he just would rather do like podcasts because he he can sit and talk about it and yeah. doesn't have to write anything. And I said, "You bastard!" I agree. I said, <laughs> "I agree." That is the best, just to sit here and talk about it and not have to sit down and actually write. So uh, one of my kids said, "Hey, what's another word for?" And he gave me something thing, and I just went. I kind of went. <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't think of another word for it. And I was like, "Do I got to look this up?" That part to, of myself broke. Yeah, well, I, think, I, I think it's all your, gone. I always enjoyed your columns, especially. Oh, they were the best. Well, thank you. You're your, the only two, especially your. Uh, uh, Kanye review you did a couple years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I will stand by this. the following, and I've made this statement before. When he sat down to do it every Friday for Brandon for a while, that mm-hmm. just my take, he was the best sports columnist in the Denver market. Oh, yes, yeah, I will agree I believe that. that. Oh, oh, go on. That stuff was oh, go on. Go on. We'll do this. <laughs> um, well, that's kind you. of what I'm doing in my that. life sports. It's, I, am, I am a columnist. I, I, I run the Nuggets "Quote unquote wing of the whatever it is," um, but I I have a senior new, executive veteran editor. Yeah, of, basically, I, I I you know what I just got to have a title. I write Even when they're like seventeen. <laughs> yes, I the senior senior executive for napkin cleaning or something like that. It, but it is just what I do is I oversee what the coverage is and I write columns for my life sports magazine. And I just wrote a like a and I'm not I'm not kidding you. It, it, a five thousand word column. Wow, what's that like for uh, my high sports about uh, the seventy four to seventy six Nuggets? Oh wow, and it's a, a fantastic article that you guys will, I'm sure, love uh, uh, reading whenever you and it's finally a, it's get a it. Nicely well prepared magazine. Oh, I mean, it presents the magazine incredibly. is the to me that's the. Uh, that's really, the, that's the crown of the empire. I I love it, and I love that I'm given the opportunity to write for them. I, I, I really do. Um, you know, a blogging in itself is not the same uh, as it was 2010, 2009 when no. I started. It's not. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw the Deadspin articles on uh, SB Nation, but they exposed basically how they it's slave labor essentially oh yeah like kind mm-hmm. of like a pyramid scheme sure. yeah. yeah yeah and um one of the reasons i left is that they you know nate andy and i built up this this really highly respected news outlet in denver and sb nation uh, like one of the head people at sb nation the very top told me we would rather you not be credentialed really yes why was that because they didn't want to have to compensate us <laughs> for our credibility uh, so so the fact that you could actually go and talk to the gm and the nuggets was going to make you more valuable than they were willing to yes to part with yeah so whatever we were earning with the time which was less than i would deem a stipend yes um it uh, became an albatross and finally i got to the point where i didn't want to deal with the bullshit anymore and i i i beat cheeks out of there i don't blame you it's now I'm I, I think I'm in a much better position. I love you know Nate Nate Lundy is we'll, we'll talk about him a little later. But oh yes, we well, will. Well, Nate Lundy is is fantastic. I, I love him as a boss, and uh, he gives me a lot of freedom. The same freedom I had at Denver Stiffs. So I I appreciate that, and I appreciate the opportunity I have now to be at a different place. That's that's all you can ask for. I yeah. think that's that's beautiful. Um, he sounds like a good guy. Well, we'll get into him a little yeah. bit later. Yeah, real deep into him. I understand uh, Jeffrey yeah. has a. A rant of his own. Oh, so. yes, Jeff. Um, we'll get to that. We're going to take our first break, but um, you let us know when you're ready to cut loose. Okay. And do uh, you want to tease what it is, or do you want to you want to save it? It has to, it has to do with uh, SB Nation. Oh, so excellent. That's good. That's that's fascinating. I did not know that. So yeah. that is, that we'll, is we'll something continue on that. I would like to hear more about it. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Extraordinarily nice. 
She's a killer queen Gunfire and gelatine Dynamite with a laser beam If you're playing daily fantasy sports the way I am, especially football, there's absolutely no reason not to get an Insider Pro subscription at footballguys.com. Sortable rankings for daily fantasy sports available every week from the guys who know the pros. You wanted the best. You got the best, baby. Footballguys.com. Tell them the South Stand sent you. Uh, it's the questions. It's the questions, boy. It's the questions. It's the questions. Come on. The questions. It's the questions. Will John Gray and Greg Holland spend the offseason working as waiters so they continue, can continue serving shit up on a platter? Now that Rocktober is over, will Lodo gradually phase into Brovember? In order to attract stronger attendance at their games this season, will the Nuggets hold a drawing to own your own bench forward? <laughs> Are Kenneth Fareed's moms fired up about the new season of Orange is the New Black? Oh, God. Does Darrell Arthur wear the number double zero to reflect the number of minutes most fans hope he gets this season? If Ben and Jerry's named a flavor for Trevor Simeon, would they just call it vanilla? <laughs> With his six-game suspension having been upheld, will Ezekiel Elliott have time to visit his parents on the forest moon of Endor? <laughs> <laughs> would ESPN's Jamel Hill stop being so uppity if Jerry Jones took her to the Big D? Oh, <laughs> Will Aaron Rodgers kneel for the national anthem, or are his knees sore from kneeling for Kevin? Oh, I love oh. Kevin. Is the one in Indy the roughest-looking Peyton Manning statue since the ones the Broncos erected in 2015? You have questions. We have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk. Since Those jokes right there, that's, right. That's, that's why you're on the Mile High Sports app, and we're not. That's right. <laughs> right there. That's exactly Stitcher, it. Stitcher Radio. <laughs> iTunes. Yes. <laughs> or on the uh, website, SouthStandsDenver.com. I must have danced to that as a teen. Oh, God. I couldn't tell you how oh, many times. I grinded on so many oh, goth yeah. chicks. Oh, God. It was so good. Dude, the hottest girl in my high school was Gotcha. Hottest girl. Her name was Colleen, and she was 
drop dead gorgeous. And it was awesome because the jocks didn't want to have anything to do with her. She creeped him out and she was so hot. Big, most, huge titties. Oh, my god! One of the most irritating things was when these <laughs> girls would like, like could pretend to be goth chicks and they would be like listening to The Cure. Mm. That always annoyed the crap. Well, hold on. Are we talking like, how, why can't I be you? Or are we talking like uh, something off pornography? Because, you know, I, if we can make a distinction. Cure qualifies. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean it's, that's it's, more new wave kind of yeah. thing. Well, I always consider them more pop. You they know? were more, they were yeah. more pop, but some of that early stuff, man. I mean, well, I mean, yes, of course. Yeah, you, you see the video for Lullaby, and you think, okay, you know. Yeah, I mean, like is, uh, if you if you put on uh, you know pornography, I pornography. Think, what's what's yes, the first right, song? Right. Um, uh, uh, a thousand years. Is that what's called? Mm-hmm. Feels like a thousand, a thousand years. years. That's a fucking dark song. So um, now, if they listen, I, I know what you mean. Ass. If they listen to like Bauhaus, like you know. Awaiting in the wings, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> Peter Murphy. Don't get me started. <laughs> undead, undead. None of t- our listeners have any idea what we're talking they about. Probably you don't know what cuts you up? All alone. Yeah. Oh, the, the solo Peter Murphy is good yeah. stuff. Did you see the South Park? Solo Peter Murphy. See the South Park where the uh, goth kids battled with the vampire kids? No. And uh, <laughs> they introduced the tur- the song Burn Down Hot Topic. It's a goth song. Burn, 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 burn down hot topic. Sounds like a takes my soul away. You know, Peter Murphy's a Muslim. Did you know that? No. Yeah. No. Really? He's a Muslim. Oh, and, why not? Yeah, yeah. He's a Muslim. I don't know how long he was, was a Muslim. Was he a Muslim or is he like recently he, a Muslim? I think he's been for a long is time. Is he one of those James Taylor Muslims? What? James Taylor. You're the, James Taylor's not a Muslim. <laughs> oh, Cat Stevens. Yeah. Well, Cat, Cat Stevens, Stevens was a Muslim. Yeah, but Cat Stevens has been a Muslim since I was seven years old. Well, that, so, that, that doesn't compute. That, why, why doesn't that... I, I just, He's, it should. I mean, there's no reason it shouldn't be fine. He's a Muslim, and the, they they actually put an album out. Um, I think it was called "Go Away White," and it's really good. Yeah. It was an excellent album. It came out like probably maybe in the last ten years, and they released a statement that they said there was an incident, and we will no longer uh, be collaborating again. And then they didn't they didn't elaborate on it, and I don't know what the incident was. I don't know if he was um, he oh was God. he was trying to radicalize him. I don't know if that was part of his thing, uh, but it was. Uh, yeah, they put that out. It was great, and that was it. He was like, "I will find you awaiting yeah. in the wings." <laughs> I keep waiting for uh, awesome. I keep waiting for Carmelo Anthony to become a Muslim. <laughs> well, you Nation know, hey, hey, that his look that he has, he has he's the got hoodie? a whole new thing. He going. wears yeah. he wears like a black hoodie, and then he has the th- uh, the other one on top, and it kind of comes down on his, on his head. It looks like he's wearing a hijab, and. Um, and I and I thought he's doing that so he can get some old white guy to go look at this guy wearing that Muslim gear. He, and I know he was doing which it for old that. white guy, uh, which, which one could possibly it, it could, tweet that. Well, well, I'm talking more like in the sports realm, but you're right. There's probably a certain old white guy, yeah. the orange one. Well, no, because he'd say he'd say you know if he was still playing for the Knicks at dressing like that, then maybe yeah. he would he would say that. Yeah. But I know he did it for the for the attention. He he adopted that look because he looked like he was like a Muslim he wants girl, to look politically active. He wants to it, he wants to stir up some shit because everyone's forgetting about I, him. How much? I, and and he's going to be in shit kicking country now. I, I, yeah, he can it, stir up ooh. all he wants yeah, in think, Oklahoma City. Think about down there now. If he's going to be if he's going to be adopting Muslim garb down there, I think he's <laughs> I think he's going to meet um, meet some people that aren't going to be appreciative of that. Oh God, I want to see Lala in Oklahoma City. Oh, the yeah, first so time awesome. she has to go to the Walmart, I want to I want to well, be there. I despise him. You know Raj Sharon. Yes, I Raj, know Raj loves him. Raj yeah, Sharon too. loves him. Yeah. Um, I think that um, I, tell, I'm looking at this beautiful. Picture of him right now. Uh, yes, you are. Yes, yeah. when he was young, when he was young and uh, had his cornrows. Um, I I can't stand him. 
mainly because how he left here. Now, I'm sure you have a different. You could probably covered him. You you you've uh, talked to him. Um, yeah, he said hi to me when we were. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> when they came? Did he? By, yeah. Well, should he be as vilified as I make it out to be, or or is it something that I uh, I, I said this? Yeah, I said this in the last week. I said. Um, I shouldn't hate him as much as I hate the mole, but I do. Um, is it time for me to forgive Carmelo? I, you know, the thing with Carmelo is is one of those vexing things because Dikembe Mutombo left the same exact way, except except Dikembe left in free agency. Yes, but Dikembe basically they offered him a contract. It was an insult, and he said, "You know, screw you guys, and I'm not going to sign." And he left. And it was, and if people remember the '90s, people. Really disliked Dikembe Mutombo after he. I left. don't remember the '90s, Jeff. Sorry, I don't remember the yeah. '90s. But you can. Do you, you can remember just, the '90s? I don't. You know, wearing no. the pla- you're wearing plaid. I am. I'm, I'm bringing like. the '90s back. So. <laughs> Sorry, I just you know a lot of drugs then. But yeah, so yes. everyone hated Dikembe. Everyone and and then everyone loves him now. I, I, honestly, it'll happen the same thing with with Mello. Uh, Mello's no longer with Lala. They. Oh really? Yeah. They oh, finally cheated on her one too many times. They are. Yeah. They are separated, but quote unquote separated. But they haven't been together for a while, and. Mello, I think, would say like oh, if man, someone he is laying so much pipe oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Let me Woo. let me just throw this hypothetical out there for you. Uh, just start if, an if someone in Oklahoma. If, if he was to perhaps find his way back to Denver, or they, they would Nuggets would seek to acquire him, he would have no trouble coming back here himself. Personally, him Personally. himself, yeah. So yes. really, it was all about Lala. Um, I would say it was more about George Carl. Slash Lala. Sure. Hmm. But what are the... Okay, I don't know how old he is, but he's been in the league for... He's 33. He's been in the league for 14 years, 13 years. 14 now. 14 years. The Nuggets, if they wanted to get him, they should have got him this year and had him contribute. But at this point, he's going to spend two, three years in Oklahoma City, stink up the place, and then he's going to be he's going to be beyond his prime. Everyone so. assume, assumes that they're going to L.A. You know, the Lakers, because yeah. everyone wants to go to the Lakers and experience that sort of thing. I mean, that, it's inevitable that the Lakers are going to get better. The Fair NBA, enough. the NBA sure. knows the, it's the the Lakers will again be that team that that everyone hates. And, and that's one reason that I've been so angry and bitter toward my Denver Nuggets for the last yeah. five or six years because during this Lakers down period. Some team would rise, and I always thought it would be them. I didn't think it would be Golden State. I didn't think it would be the Clippers. I didn't think it would be Oklahoma City <laughs> Thunder. I thought it would be Denver. That that would be that's our chance, and we have not taken advantage of the Lakers lull. But I got to tell you, I, the Nuggets downslide coincided with that big upset with Golden State, and their upslide, you know, coincided with that too. And it's amazing how that series with the featuring the mole the mole yeah um the the and by the way everything you heard is true yeah it, absolutely everything you heard is true with him he's he was he was the guy that uh basically was cavorting with the enemy during the playoffs it was i no one can understand it but it, andre Iguodala is that personality but anyway but that it's an interesting how that coincided with George Carl getting fired and the Nuggets downslide and the Golden State Warriors shooting up to the stratosphere. It's amazing you can look to that series. Well, you know, he was a max player, right? So he uh, and he left Denver high and dry at that point. In well, time. he he yeah he um, the Nuggets offered him like a fifty four million dollar contract with a lot of incentives at the end of it, and uh, he was never going to take it. He was always going to Oklahoma State or, or to uh, Golden State. 
Uh, oh, Iguodala or, or Mello? Iguodala. 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 Yeah. Um, Mello, real quick. Yeah. And then um, uh, we're going to talk We're gonna talk a little nuggets, so we're going to actually talk to you about the, the team you cover. Yes. Um, for Mello and for, for my closure, when you interviewed him, when you dealt with him, was he, did he seem like a nice guy? Kizzle always said how, what a nice guy he was. Um, I, I, you know, we always blow it up in our minds to go, oh, this guy did this to my team in my city and, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, we take it personally. Was he, was he a dickhead? Was he, uh, was he friendly to people? How would you gauge him? Every time I met Mello, he was perfectly decent to me. Every time. Well, but at the same time, so was Kenyon Martin. And Kenyon Martin had some personality quirks. Sure. Um, the last time I saw Mello in person was the, the Nuggets had a uh, get-together. Uh, it was at a place that no longer exists downtown. I, complete, I don't even remember the name. It existed for about five months. But they had like a social there, and they invited a whole bunch of fans over. And I came um, with Andy Feinstein, and uh, all the Nuggets were there. And it was a place where you could gamble. Or gamble, but it's you know it wasn't official gambling, sure. but it was just like playing cards and oh, like casino that. night, kind yeah, of basically, yeah. And um, Mello was there, and I had a like ten minute conversation with him. I mean, this is like right in the middle of the melodrama, like well, the trade is going, the trade <clears throat> crap is yeah. going on at that time, and it was perfectly fine. And Mello was very a de- decent person. Asked me about me. You know, which is unusual for NBA players, to be honest with you. And uh, I've never had any negative interaction personally with Melo. Um, you know, I had some with some players that, you know, later, but it wasn't never Melo. And, and, I, and I don't know if it's negative portrayal. I think it's more of a people rightfully, I think, were angry at him. Yeah, damn right. Well, and we've <laughs> got know, small we've got it. small market syndrome, and that, it and, is, and it yeah. bites us in the tail. Let me ask you this: Who won that trade? Oh, wow, it's a it, it's interesting because I think the only one left on the Nuggets is Wilson Chandler, which I that's a Wilson Chandler's a nice he's, player. He's a good player, and, he, I mean, and he's and he's a, a Denver fan. He likes being here. By the way, I tell which you this: is great. I will tell you this about Wilson Chandler. He's one of my favorite people. It, uh, uh, I've covered a lot of NBA players coming through that locker room. He is one of my favorite people coming. He is just he is a, one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He has interests that far exceed just basketball. And if you sit down and talk to him, it, you'll be fascinated by the depth of knowledge that he has about a vast array of subjects. Is he a flat earther? Uh, I, I, I don't. He may be. <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, we're, we we got to get into the. We got to take a break, and then we're gonna we're gonna come back with some scoop. Scoop's gonna give us the scoop, and then he'll take us into sports. So that'll be the start of the third, and then we can uh, we can keep this it's uh, the time already. Has, it's has that it time already, and we and we can keep we this convo going. So it's good stuff. Uh, having a good time with Jeff here, and uh, we will keep the party rolling uh, right after this.
And now, an editorial from our own Brian Scoop Nemeth. Thank you, Colin. In the first few weeks of NFL football, we've all seen a motherfucking firestorm of controversy. TV ratings are down. Fans are not filling more seats in stadiums. Endorsement deals for players are being dropped all because of the boycott NFL movement caused by a number of players, coaches, and owners kneeling during the national anthem. It happened when the Broncos played an away game in Buffalo against the Bills. When the players were kneeling during the anthem, including Von Miller, There were dire consequences. One of them was the Old Spice people cutting ties with Miller, where he will no longer endorse their product. Worst of all, there was a report on the CBS 4 News Saturday 10 p.m. report, or Sunday. This story was about one Broncos fan not rooting for the Broncos anymore. Not after the disrespect the players showed the flag. Let's not forget last season where Colin Crapper Dick of the 49ers and Nate Boyer, a Seattle Seahawks player and former Green Beret, both started the kneeling movement to protest police brutality and oppression. But I feel it goes balls deep than just police brutality. Did you know that the author of the Star-Spangled Banner, Francis Scott Key, was an oppressive slave owner? In the book titled What So Proudly We Hail by Diana Schwab and Leon and Amy Cass, there were some disturbing shit in pages 73 through 182. And I was sharing something with Colin Daniels beforehand about subliminal messages in the Star-Spangled Banner when television stations signed off in the 60s. Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys owner, is spearheading a campaign to all other NFL franchise owners, including Broncos' Joe Ellis. This campaign is where givers, players are given an ultimatum either stand in line or face the unemployment line. In other words, rise for the national anthem or get cut from the team. Fired. So how can the players respect the flag and still have their freedom of speech? Here are two ideas. One idea is to take out the oppressive star-spangled banner, which was written by the oppressive slave owner, Francis Scott Key. Replace it with America the Beautiful, written in 1910 in Colorado Springs, Colorado, by Catherine Lee Bates, who was a temporary teacher at Colorado College. Why replace the Star-Spangled Banner with America the Beautiful? Because the song's birthplace, Colorado Springs, is home to the Olympic Training Center, NORAD, Air Force Academy, and Fort Carson, 
all of which are thrilled to salute and defend the flag. Moreover, on debatepolitics.com, 53.57% of people said America the Beautiful should be the national anthem, while the other 44.64% said they'd rather keep the Star-Spangled Banner. Second idea. If you players are going to kneel, don't fucking do it during the national anthem. Instead, kneel after you score a touchdown with your fist raised up. This touchdown celebration should be the one that matters, not some dancing goofball bullshit, sort of like T-bowing, but with your fist raised up. So now... I leave you listeners with three options. Should players, owners, and coaches follow Jerry Jones' example? Should players be allowed to protest? Or should we play America the Beautiful with players standing after every touchdown, players kneel with their fist raised? You be the judge. This is Scoop Nemeth signing off. Uh, Brian, is there one last word you'd like to share with us? No, none, none that I can think Not of. Not even one that starts with both. an S and then a P and an O and an R and a T? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sports. Sports. But before we go into sports, I suggest you check out that book, What So Proudly We Hail by Diana Schwab and Leon and Amy Cass at the Denver Public Library and read pages 73 to 182. That's the book titled, What So Proudly We Hail, by Diana Schwab and Leon and Amy Cass, next time you go to the library. Well, we're going to do that, buddy, and this is your Twilight's Last Gleaming, so let me hear you say it. Sports! Yeah! <laughs> good points um i think that the i think that the uh the whole purpose of it though is that is trying to point out that that america has problems so if you're playing america the beautiful it's kind of the same it's kind of the same thing america the beautiful doesn't have the racist undertones that the that the uh the um star strangled banner has but uh it's still the whole point is that they're going to say hey while this symbol of america is being um being displayed we want to show our displeasure with it well and you mentioned the point and i wonder <laughs> to what extent has the point behind the entire thing been completely lost i mean when these guys are sitting during the anthem or kneeling or whatever how many how many people watching on television go 
Yeah, they're they're protesting police brutality. I, I think Trump and the networks and the owners and Jerry Jones and the whole bit has completely drowned whatever the point was in the first place. And most people have no idea. Say, well, you're well, trying not to honor our military. That's the point. They that's what they wanted. They wanted to yep. make them look like they were being disrespectful when exactly. they weren't. What they're doing is speaking for people who have no other voice. Absolutely. And they're and they're they're saying that they're, hey this. This is this is this is wrong. There's people. There's cops killing black people. We're trying to uh, bring attention to it, but then they turn it around to be like, "Oh, they're disrespecting the troops." How do you get from that to disrespecting so the troops? So fucking I've, ridiculous. I have no idea how they get. Well, that. and here's another question. I know how they do. And, well, and was, this, yeah, is, this is not going to fall. This is not going to be a popular question. But what the who the fuck says we have to respect our troops? Nobody. You are, you are people who took jobs that. There was the, you're the least common fucking denominator in a lot of cases. Now, I understand that's not always the case, but I get people calling me all the time. Do you have a military discount? Why? Because you're a fucking loser and you're at a, <laughs> you're at a fucking army base because you couldn't find a better job? And you're, I'm already paying your fucking salary and now you want a discount from me just because you're in the military? No. Go serve somewhere. Go fight somewhere. We'll talk about that. No, I, I, I get you. And that's that's a fairly common sense way to look at it but in this this world we live in common sense doesn't doesn't uh doesn't work and we are you completely say that, going off the rails you say that to too many people and then pretty soon you don't you don't love america oh no then and, i'm un-american yeah and you're un-american yeah. so um yeah you don't have to that's not that's not in the rule book it doesn't say you have to fucking respect anybody now if you if you can appreciate the fact that somebody you know um went to fucking afghanistan and, and uh, <laughs> fucking for whatever for reason freedom. but still but like you know i understand that that why they did did that and and I I go okay that's a sacrifice that I wasn't prepared to make the Shell Oil people should respect yeah, the fuck yeah. out of him so fucking B, uh, British Petroleum should re- respect the fuck out here's, of him if if you start looking at it that way and you start peeling back that onion people don't like it and that's the whole thing it's real easy just to say. Oh, got to honor the troops because those guys, those suckers are going off to fucking die for a bunch of bunch of corporations. And and whether whether that individual person thinks it's noble or not, that's fine. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they feel pride in what they do. But they're going off to uh, to fight for corporations. And they and and most Americans don't know that. And most Americans just think, oh, you, you can't disrespect them. It's like, well. Okay, great, but you should actually understand why they're doing that and why these poor kids are have no other choice than to join the military and go do that. But, but John, they're fighting for my corporation. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I always say, listen. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong. The capitalism is fine, but you know what? You can. It needs a dusting of socialism to for it to for it to be fully uh, fully uh, work for everyone, you, and it's just not. Um, well, you know what I say. What's is that? that uh, it goes for this subject, or it goes for you know people not not for some reason not buying that the fact that the Russian people like like the Russian government actually actively interfered with our election. They bought Facebook ads and advertised Black Lives yeah. Matter, hoping actively. to cause the, more. Actively, the best thing that, 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 that what you say is that it's far easier, far easier to dupe people than it is to convince them they've been duped. Yep. 
absolutely. Oh, well, wow. you're telling them what they want to believe, and exactly. ultimately, it's, it's where it comes. Oh from. no, absolutely, and and it's in because people and, and everybody does it to a certain level. You you just you don't you don't want to you don't want the fucking unpleasant truth. You just want it. You just want to get through your day and not have to worry about that shit. I get that, but there becomes a time when you have to say, "Look, I'm going to look at this and honestly, I'm going to look at myself. I'm going to look at the world honestly and say, there's a lot of fucking problems." Now, circling back yeah. to the national, a lot of fucking problems and these guys are trying to point this out and there was a guy just last week he fucking ran he was like just they pulled him over or they had something he ran from the cops he was no threat they shot him in the back i don't know if he killed him but it was still like you just just let that guy run away you don't need him he's not it's not like wanted for a fucking murder and then there was another tape that went out last week about it was, there was a drugged out white dude who got back in his car, smashed it into a cop car. After he smashed it into a cop car, he got out. He's wandering around. They tase him. They do everything. They beg him to please get on the ground. They would have killed the black guy. And they never fucking wasted him. They would have killed the black guy. This guy deserved to be wasted. They would have killed the black guy fucking a half hour before that. And and we a couple weeks ago you said it you know does you, you, does white privilege exist? Of course it does. Yes, it does. And that's what it is right there. The fucking the dude who like you know was just kind of like maybe like he oh I was drunk and the cops were fucking shaking him down. He ran, got shot in the back. That guy didn't deserve that. They should just let him go. And they're like, well, if we find him later, you know, fucking we'll put an extra knee in his back. It's, it's that's what it comes down to. And then these assholes turn it around and say, oh, they're disrespecting the troops. It's like no, they aren't. And if you look on Twitter, all the guys are like hey i serve fucking combat missions in iraq and um you know what i serve because i people can fucking kneel but here's where things have gotten in this fucking society is we just one thing goes awry and we start making stuff up on the other side example this fucking weinstein douche who yep. just got arrested just got fucking yep. taken down for raping all these chicks so now people who are supporters of his or people who are on the right want to point out all these people on the left Oh, yeah. who who are guilty of sexual harassment. Now, there was this one video that's going around of Jimmy Kimmel back in his man, sh- man show era, and he has he's putting various vegetables in his pants and having women feel the outside of his <laughs> pants to decide what vegetable it is. It was a total man show gag. And he goes, oh, if you can't tell with your hand, put your, try putting your mouth on it. And they're like, look at this. Look at this guy who sits on his high horse. Look at him sexually harassing these women. It's like, no, that's fucking comedy. Know the difference between something legitimately fucking horrible it's a and somebody fucking around. Huge difference between that and someone like Harvey Weinstein, who was a very powerful man, who knew all he had to do is bring someone. And this is all those stories. It's they went, yeah, they made me come up to his hotel room. And he's just like, look. Wouldn't let me leave. I'm going to fucking ruin your career unless you suck me off. And you know that fucking... That that nine out of ten of them did it because they were like, "This is a really powerful guy." That is that is abusing that power and saying and making people do that because you're a powerful person and sexually assaulting people and harassing them. That's fucking bullshit. And now Huge Republicans difference. are fucking jacking themselves off but, because they can't believe. And meanwhile, some Democrats in trouble. And meanwhile, they elected a guy who fucking admitted on camera that he fucking sexually assaulted women. So. It's like, hey, everybody, take a fucking break and just 
and call out all the bad people. It doesn't matter what side they are. It doesn't matter this guy contributed a ton to Hillary Clinton. It doesn't matter this guy's now president of the United States. They're all bad. They suck. They should all be fucking called out, and this behavior needs to fucking stop. I think you know, what it comes down to to me is it's a lot like diet. We were talking about diet before we went on mic because Jeffrey looks so fucking great these he does. days. He's svelte. And, uh, and, and I look more, more horrible than ever before, so I, I have work to do. You do. You but better we, get on uh, the yeah, Jeff plan. Definitely. <laughs> Jeff uh, but plan. we were talking about diet. It, and I think that opinion and social media are a lot like diet. Everything in moderation, baby. You need oh, yeah. to you need to spread it out and you need to take I heard Corolla the other day talking about why can't we order from the politics buffet? Why is it that mm. I have to have the same menu if I want to be a Republican or I want to be a Democrat? This is what you're fed, that's what you're fed. Why can't I go I want a little I want some of this gay marriage, but I want to save money on taxes and i'd like to have a reduced military presence in certain countries but on the other hand i would advocate for universal health care why can't you why can't you pick and choose we have to I, align ourselves on one side or the other I, of I, everything I saw, I saw a poll and i don't have it in front you of me saw I, a poll? I wish it, was, a it, poll. was it girthy it was, good, it was a good one um it was about trump in the poll. nfl and his supporters prior to like going back four or five months ago like 65 percent supported the nfl thought favor favorably about it and since two weeks ago, now it's 35%. And he's and manipulating this thing to get it's, reelected. Dude, it's all it's the propaganda machine. And but here's a question I, I wonder. Why do we have the national anthem before sporting events? Because it's you not, you're not going to hear it anywhere else besides a sporting event. And why is that? Why do we have that? It's, it's, it's a good I, for point. one, like it. I, for one, like That's it. That's fine. But why I don't like we, that opportunity to honor my country. Well, and when it's performed well, I get weepy. Uh, fine, that's okay. I'm just. Why is it a sporting event, and why not other events? Why is it not before, uh, before a I concert? Have sex. They or, didn't uh, used to. They did. They didn't used to make the NFL players come out there for the 2009 was the first year. But the anthem was always held. Yeah, the players were just still in the locker and, room. And 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 also, it's like, why are they filming it? Yeah. Why are they filming it? Because they know that people are like, I'm going to see if those Negroes are kneeling. They want, <laughs> they want to get. They want to take a look at it. The, the only even thing I can think about when something like that happens is oh, in God. grade school doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Yep, and we used to have to hold our hands on, uh, put put our hands on our hearts every morning a, and look at the flag and but say, that's I pledge it. allegiance to the flag. Well, outside of, of those, yeah. before before grade school and before a sporting event, it doesn't happen. It's it's yeah. pomp and circumstance. I, it's fine. It's no big deal. Uh, and, and it's like and you know what and I and I every time like I make sure like my kids take their hats off and I make sure where everyone's everyone's doing it but that's me but then again I'm not black and I'm not getting shot in the back for a fucking but, traffic but this stop. is how it became about the military though but the sporting events they they have the military out there they're you know, yeah, the Pentagon jets. spends good money to do that. Um, We've talked about yeah, that exactly, here. and they and that's the thing. It's a scam. They honor the troops, but they're getting they're, paid. They're bringing to do it. out a, a, if a they, hero, which if, is which if, is good. If, I, I, but they're getting paid to do no it. Longer, if no they, longer, if they no longer, no sport is charging for it anymore. Really? They, yeah, uh, that was that. I'm surprised. John still McCain doing it. brought that scandal to the floor to well, the floor, and it went away fast. Well, we got we got to get into the fourth. We're already this thing's going too fast. Yeah, we're going too fast. We gotta we have to get into a little Nuggets talk with with Jeff. Don't let me forget to ask you about Steve Hess. Okay. Okay, and then uh, you know any any music talk? You know, we talk a little Morrissey. You guys want you know a little Morrissey? Oh, you, you like that guy? I love. Oh my Morrissey. God, Scott again! I'm I'm trying to hook you up. You so uh, good. I, I try. I love just my favorite Pink Floyd song. Oh, yeah, uh, nice, let nice, it roll. Nice, nice, uh, nice. Let's get in fourth. We'll try to go a little. We'll go a little longer just so uh, we can make sure we can fit it all in. Be right back. You. 
Scott, did you hear who's coming back this week? Oh, I hope it's Jake Butt. Is it Jake Butt? Let's do some Jake Butt game calls. Well, you do the calls. I'll do the laughing. Here we go. Ready? Simeon scans the field. Picks butt. <laughs> butt splits out wide. Simeon looks for the tight end. Um, Butt. He tried and he tried, but he just could not get it into Butt. <laughs> Coach Joseph had to pick a starter, and so he picked Butt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Balls just seem to be bouncing off of Butt. Vance Joseph isn't getting anything out of Butt today. Oh, no. You should uh, just lean against it while the person's sleeping. He could get something out of it. There you go. Yeah. Ooh, Butt is wide open. <laughs> Ooh, that safety wiped the butt. <laughs> Simeon gets oh, it in the butt. It's going to be good. Gaping hole for butt. Nice. Ram it home. Butt was creamed. <laughs> and finally, oh, man. that ball's deep <laughs> to butt. <laughs> so many possibilities. <laughs> You do butt stuff? Oh man, it's everybody the loves the butt stuff. It's the best. Um, good stuff, yeah. Jake Butt, uh, excited for the Broncos to get back to it. They better win. <laughs> they, they better win. Sure fuck better if they win. lose to the Giants, oh fuck. Oh, this is the man. game they lose, though, right? If, if right? Isn't lose it? One, Everyone's so confident. Where's our things posted? Where They're favored by 12. Do the Giants have anyone healthy? No. <laughs> um, Eli Manning. That's it. That's about He's, it. Yeah, yeah. They had, a, they had uh, 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 Dominique Rogers-Kamardi uh, get suspended because he didn't, didn't like what was going on. I don't know what happened there. I, he got in a fight with the coach because they, they gave the other guy more time, and he was like, they were like, okay, here's some more time, and then he didn't like that, and he got into an alterca- altercation with him. So. Wow. Um, yeah, so the Broncos should win. I believe Spano came on here a couple weeks ago, and he said 
the uh, the AFC West team that loses to the Chargers first is going to be the odd man out, and that's still the case because um, I don't think um, I think the Broncos have played them. I think the Raiders almost, are playing them this week. They almost week. lost to the Chargers. They almost did, but they did not. Yeah. So the first team to lose to the Chargers is going to be the odd man out, and then I think it's going to be you know the the AFC West winner, and then probably the wild card is going to Kansas out City is scary. Yeah, they, no, they, they aren't. Yeah. They suck. Come on, they don't suck. They're, they're they're a good team, but they do this every year. They start really fast and they look really good, and then they just kind of falter. You know what the problem with the Chiefs is? They're very vanilla. Mm. They're they're succeeding beside despite being vanilla, but they're they're still vanilla. It's an Andy Reid team. They do Absolutely. one thing. All they do is run. They run and they show. They throw short passes and eventually it's got to be the formula we use if we're yeah. going to win. And, and eventually our quarterback sucks. But but our defense sucks. ostensibly is better, right? It's right. Oh, well, they're better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So got the best defense of the thirty. You got to say that. Well, the 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 Nuggets, the the Broncos' approach will be better because of the better defense. Yeah, and and I think about this a lot because you go, okay, Broncos, far better defense, uh, definitely not as good offense, but that's got to average out to where the Broncos should be able to beat them. I think that the but we all know about if you if you play fantasy sports, you all know about regression. Right? Sure. The Chiefs are headed for a regression. Alex Smith can't keep playing at this high level. There's he's the no, MVP right now. There's no way he's going to keep playing at this high level. And uh, someone's going to figure him out. And the Broncos have just been collecting tape on it. So by the time they play, they're not going to play for another couple of weeks, right? Um, I think they, they've got their number. So I'm glad you're so optimistic. Now, Kareem Hunt is really good. You and mean, Kareem the Dream, Kareem the Dream, Kareem and the he dream. Uh, and he might uh, pose some problems, but um, I don't think the 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 rest of the receivers that they're going to pose much of a threat. So I just I think that they they're going to fall off, and they always do. So you got to think that if Paxton Lynch wasn't a moron, he would probably be the part. The, the, the <laughs> <right now. laughs> You would think, you but, would think. But, but he is, and that's that's the problem. Th- think about this real quick, and then we can get into some we can do some Nuggets talk. Um, the they just said oh Paxton's you know he's throwing but you know he's not ready yet and I thought he's not hurt at all they just basically said you couldn't beat out Trevor Simeon we got Brock Osweiler who's better than you so you're gonna sit and we're gonna pretend that yeah, you're what hurt. are they gonna do he's when not he's not hurt three he can't be hurt there's no way he mm. can't be hurt this long I don't know maybe he probably ends up on IR that's my guess let me ask you about the Lundy thing what's going on. Oh, you and Nate Lundy. The trial of Nate Lundy? The trial of Nate Lundy. Well, here's the thing. Listen. Nate Lundy being the former program director at 104.3 The Fan, currently co-proprietor of my high sports, and also Jeffrey Morton's boss. (laughs) Yes. Our poor guest's boss. Just keep in mind. We're about to go on trial on this podcast. (laughs) Keep, Keep in mind, though. I am the name tag being held up by uh, Atlas. So that's anything right. you say. That's right. Like, that's right. Um, I've never met Nate Lundy, although I've been told that we look similar. And I said, oh, he must be a handsome guy. So He is a handsome man. There must be There's a handsome man. no doubt man. about that. Um, I follow I, him on Instagram, I, I, and my heart just he's, flutters. He seems, like seems like a good dude to me. Um, and uh, so, so basically, Colin, if you, if you can remember back a few years ago, if, if I was wronged in this way, I would be 
livid and I would I would pitch a fit. Um, now I don't really care. It's it's much it's I'm much mellow. You are the Jerry Seinfeld of Twitter. You're, well, that's what you. Keep and we saying. have all these Seinfeldisms in our society. You know, the Festivus poll and and um, you know what what did, what was the thing about masturbating? My king of the my king, own domain. The, yeah, the, the yeah. master mm-hmm. of my domain. Master of my domain. All these things that just kind of stick in society, and that's what happens on Twitter when you talk to Denver Sports. Well, thank you. you. I appreciate it sticks. that. Um, there's a few things that, that come out there, and I'm I don't Rocky's Town. I'm fine with it. And Rock, like hashtag Rocky's you know, Town. You know the latest one is i've been doing this for years is that whenever somebody's doing good i call them my team you know what i mean yeah that's been that's been happening a lot now too but the beauty of that <laughs> is is if you you jeff you 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 create something and you set it forth in the world and if yes. people adopt it if you beautiful. love something set yeah it you free. set it free and then you see people using it and you're like this is awesome so the other night <clears throat> so Back in March of this year, um, when the Avalanche were, were dead in the water and no one was paying attention to them, they traded for Sven Andragetto. They got him from the, the Canadians for um, uh, Martinson. <clears throat> and so Andragetto, I kind of knew who he was, and he came here and played. Did pretty good, and uh, you know he's pretty decent. And every time he'd score a goal, I thought... Andrew Ghetto. Andrew Ghetto. And I thought, in the ghetto. And so I just would do it with the little mm. musical notes. And I thought, this like is really... Like the war song? Like, no, like the, the, no, the, the Elvis song. Ghetto. Okay. Yeah, the Elvis yeah. song. You know, in the ghetto? Yeah, yeah, yeah bring yeah. it up. You got to have it. Find, find Elvis in the ghetto. Sure, and uh, and so and so I used, to, I used to just put that every time he'd score or do something good, I'd say, Andrew Ghetto. And uh, so... This went on for a little while, and then and then there's a guy who is I'm not going to say his name because he's he's a cool dude, and I'm not I'm not blaming him. He didn't follow me at the time. He started doing it, and then so someone came to me and said, "Hey, do you see that guy's ripping you off?" And I said, "You know what? He doesn't really follow me, so I don't know how he could." And so I was like, "Oh yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful Jan." On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a little, little baby child is born. Andrew Ghetto. Right, so 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 you know we were doing this, and I said, ah, this guy doesn't really follow me. Whatever. So of course, you know, uh, last night Andrew Ghetto scores, scores bunts. He's is in the game. He's doing really good. I'd been doing it before that. I think he scored in the game a couple uh, games before. So I did the thing, Andrew Ghetto, with the little notes, you know. And um, so uh, then all of a sudden, I saw some other people doing it. And then uh, Nate Lundy had he was contacting the Avalanche said hey you guys should do Andrew Ghetto blah 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 this and that and I was kind of like what the fuck and I remember when Bolin used to work for the Avs I said to him I said man they should do this this would be great I think he suggested it no one did it um, this was this was the pe- the following season so, this is a better Ghetto song by the way I was oh. gonna say the War Ooh, yes War there you go yeah. but does it go with Andrew Ghetto the world is the Ghetto John oh okay. It is, uh, truly. It's true. So anyway, so Colin, you came to my defense and, and mentioned that, and then he said, uh, well, Oh, great minds. Great, mind, great minds think alike, which I think is a thing. And Jeff, you oh, can, you can attest is. to this. Yeah. You see things on Twitter. Yeah. I think sometimes either people honestly come up with stuff on their own or it leaks into their, sub, their subconscious. And they might see it. They might not realize they see it. And then they just kind of think, oh, this is something I came up with. It happens all the time. Well, his name is Ghetto, right? So Andrew Ghetto. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It could happen. But I've been sure. doing it for a while. <laughs> all I'm saying is, look, all I'm saying is, hey, cool. I, I'm fine with it. I just need a little hat tip. Just give me a little hat tip. Give me a little tip, and uh, I'm good. And I'm that. good. Well, and as long as that's the thing. Hey, as long as you recognize that I'm the one who created it, you go ahead and use it to your heart's content. Fucking pretend it's yours for all I care. As long as you recognize. You know what I mean? 
I used sure. Colin's home run call about sitting at the right hand of the Lord because at the beginning that I said... That one's going to sit at the right hand of the Lord. And I use it all the time because I said, Colin, this is great. I'm going to use this. And now I use it all the time. He doesn't use it. He's not using it. The no. Andrew Ghetto. Andrew Ghetto. Oh, yeah, I, I have a... Uh, see, I, I stole something from, from you. I don't, I don't know if you're the first one to, okay. to say it, but I did it. It's a way of uh, respect. Um, my new basketball fantasy team is named uh, Cronky Men. Cronky, because yeah, I'm a Cronky Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm Cronky Man, <laughs> and I have go. a Walmart. That's that's, as my, as that's my a hot, That's just a that's just a uh, tip of the cap to uh, me, and yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. That's, that's it's high level of respect. Listen, anyway, so so I, let's. I, I can't I, listen. I'm not going to speak for my my uh, my employer, but <laughs> you're not going to call your employer <laughs> out. I, I will. I will say that you know I, I have done this in the past myself, um, where I have said something that someone else has said and i probably had saw it seen it seen it that is to say i saw yeah. it on uh their twitter account but i just blur you know just like typed it in and i'm like oh fuck this is their thing but i don't know necessarily if it was nate because he apparently he was at pepsi center last night okay and he was doing a thing with uh, uh, Lauren Gardner, and they 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 were Ow, doing, they were doing a thing, of, and it was like it was a thing for the Avalanche. My guess would be your culprit would be Ryan Bolding. No, 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 Ryan. I, I Ryan is Ryan's a okay. He he knows he knows what's going on. No, no, okay. Um, <laughs> John got to air his laundry. Now I understand you wanted to air some too. I do. Have I don't want to see us get all the way through the show and not hear this. Oh yeah, let's let's rock this out because we, we'll we'll still we'll still go a little long here, but we want to make sure we we uh, we fit this in. Look, every time I've been on, we have gone like at least an hour. And of half, course, so yeah. This is this is fine as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> now the, the listener, but I don't have to not. edit this podcast. So true. Um, listen, we we brought this up earlier about. Um, the plight, I wouldn't call it the plight, but the, the state of sports media. Now, let me ask you this. How different is Bleacher Report from SB Nation? Or is it the same thing? It's basically the same. Um, it is a model established by Marcos Molistas. And, uh, who, That's not an old white guy. That is, that is Daily Kos or uh, uh, Huffington Post, both of them. Uh, it is a model that was perpetuated and brought into greater being by Marcos's old partner, uh, Travis uh, Blazinski, who uh, was... Sound like immigrant names to who me. Who was the founder of SB Nation. Foreigners, for sure. Yeah. SB Nation started out as a... Um, Basically, the fan blog thing. I mean, way back in the day, and we're talking about 2005. And whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, way back then, way, way, way back. I had to get in the way back from machine for that. But there is a. It started out as that, and then it grew. And SB Nation was something that they never really accounted for the fact that they would grow. It is something that that it was a model that stayed static from the moment they were founded until today. And even though they got fat and they got pretty happy based on the backs of people who, quite frankly, advanced something much farther than they ever thought would go. Um, in 2012 uh, or 2011 or 12, when we when Denver Stiffs got credentialed, we were one of the first in the network of SB Nation that got credentialed. And. They did not, and I was told this specifically by the higher-ups, that they did not account for that. 
And what happened was they didn't change their model. They stayed the same. What has happened since then as SB Nation has become this out-of-control monster is that it has become almost where you're better off not going to a major large network like that and going to a local blog system, whatever it may be in your, your town, um, and, and establishing yourself there because you have a greater chance of moving up there than you ever would at SB Nation. And this applies to Belisha Report. This applies to maybe even Barstool Sports. I mean, there's a big story on them that they like had this girl like sign away her life in order to uh, become like a member of what it, whatever it is they were doing. And it is something that is prevalent, and it has destroyed journalism completely internally. It, it just and you see these happening. This happening at newspapers. Because it's making them kind of indentured servants. It's, in it's the the model of, of unpaid journalism has taken over sports reporting, and and and, and I say this as someone who benefited from that. I, I say this as someone who absolutely started started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Okay, Drake and it's Drake. Drake. <laughs> I don't know why. I just quote a great Drake. <laughs> I, I cover the NBA. You hear this shit, um, and it is something that that is. Like, you can't get away from it, and it has destroyed it. And what bugs me is that there is no clear way that I've seen from people out of it. Because they are stuck in this model well, of Well, sure, first labor. you get the hoodie, yeah. and then you're going to get the zipper front hoodie. <laughs> so you got to stay at it. Yeah, it is something but, that I, my dad worked at the Rocky Mountain News for 35 years, okay? And it killed him killed him that I was I was started I started my quote unquote writing career at a blog it's killed him and he said Jeff this is this is well, destroying he, newspapers what does he feel now um, he basically feels the same way but he, he, he I mean there he, is no Rocky Mountain News there's and no the Rocky Post News. is a blog speaking of which I just heard you guys got Terry Fry over there yes we did that's that's a coup. Adrian Dater's over. He's with. Oh no, he's with BSN. 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 You got Terry Fry over there. My high sports. These are great. I mean, there's not a beat writer at the post right now that could compare to either of those guys. And what are they doing? Yeah. Blogging. And it's it's amazing how this has gone. But it what it has done. And I'm not saying this specifically with anyone locally because I think the local th- the, the local model you get up. You can get you can advance from there. SB Nation keeps you in a state of arrested development, and they want they kind of imprison you. And they basically say to you, you want something better, either you get a news desk job where you're doing shit work um, for, you know, nothing, or you leave because we can always find some peon to replace Sure, you. they can bring somebody else it's, in. It's, it's the fast, but w- w- it's wouldn't the fast that be the model. step, though? I mean, if, if you're writing there, you're getting a name, people are reading it right away, and you're good, you have a following – then you can leave. Yeah, and but they don't your, care. Once you're, they're like, cool, you get out of here. We don't have to pay you. That's fine. But if you, if you start from absolutely nothing, you yeah. may but, always but, have nothing. So, and I'm curious, this kind of relates to that. I'm curious, they, you guys were credentialed. All of a sudden, you were hot shit. And they were like, uh-oh, we don't want to have to pay these guys. Were they, couldn't they have just said, hey, look, guys, <laughs> we only, we can only offer so much. You guys are, you guys are, are, are way above this now. We want to keep you, but we can't really pay you for this. So was it kind of like that? Or was it basically like, Hey, you're now, you're too big for us. Fuck off. It was a, we don't do that. 
thing. Really? It was a... Not even the fact that you had access and you were going you to give even better information. We repeatedly went to them and asked to them, for them to bump us up. They wouldn't do it. Yeah, so, th- so they weren't like... Because we were Denver. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and our market didn't... Dic- didn't um, couldn't sustain what yeah, they thought. Yeah, and I can understand that, yeah. but it's it doesn't... It's for you guys who you're on your way up, you're yeah. like, why do I have to stay here? Fuck exactly. this. Yeah. And then I ended, ended up, and I, I have to admit this, last year I was the most checked out I've ever been as, a, as someone who covers um, the Nuggets and have done since 2009. I basically, I checked out completely. I was bitter. I didn't adequately cover the team. I, in fact, it, it got so bad to where I went to Tim Gelt, the Nuggets PR guy, and I apologized because that's how bad it was, and that's yes. how bad I was covering the team. And I realized that I was at a, a, the the crossroads of whatever it is I'm doing. Okay, and we're not talking about. I am not Terry fucking fry all right and i am not uh chris dempsey but i am someone who had established enough credibility and whatever in town you keep working on those pythons and you're going to be close <laughs> yes. to chris dempsey i was just saying <laughs> jeff morton the body like chris dempsey um and i think that i got there i got to where i am a credible person that i is a trusted by an organization in town and i was making not enough money to file taxes on. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Now, what do they have in place now? Do they have somebody that is credentialed that goes to do it, and do they just basically throw him a bone? Well, what what has happened is that Adam Adam Mares, uh runs Denver Stiffs, and he's done a ext- extremely good job at it, and uh, he has expanded the site. But they don't. It's just still the same situation. The, the site is a lot bigger now, but it's just you're not. You're not rewarded for that. Yeah, you have a bigger staff, but they don't reward you. You know, and and it's like, and it sucks. And I I think if somebody in your position is like, hey, look, I'm fucking worth more than this, yeah. then everyone should say fuck off, to SB Nation. But you have to understand somebody who's like, hey, I want, I'm fucking 19, I'm yep. eight, I'm 20, I want to be a sports writer. That's the problem. You, if you have someone that's willing to do it for free, exactly, how much can you really ask for? But then again, you have to go. Well, what what am I what am I reading here? Am I am I reading somebody who's had a relationship with the players for for nine years, or am I reading someone who just kind of showed up? Quality will always win out. Absolutely. But at what price? Is what you you would think about. so, but they would prefer us not be a quality, respected journalistic operation. They um, people like SB Nation want you to be a fan site. I can think of an example of this from my professional career, a long time ago, and I won't make this a long story. But I was at a motorcycle dealership, and I was reading a motorcycle magazine, trying to gain product knowledge on a Honda yeah. motorcycle, and um, my sales manager came up to me and grabbed the magazine and asked me what I was doing. And I said, oh, I'm reading about the motorcycle, you know, <coughs> trying to maximize my product knowledge. Get to, he goes, we don't need to know this stuff. The customers know this stuff. I don't want you to know this stuff because I want you to sell. I'm like, how am I supposed to sell if I don't know this stuff? Yeah. And he said, they know this stuff. I don't want you having long conversations about features and benefits. I just want you to sell. Mm-hmm. And, that, and the point was... Less knowledge is better from my perspective because I just want you to cut to the fucking chase. Yep. Just get the guy's money. Yep. That, that's all they cared about. Yeah. And it's it, it, it really is fast food 
journalism. You know, Absolutely. McDonald's doesn't want to pay 15 bucks an hour because they would rather you be someone who's getting a part-time job in high school, someone who could, they could shuffle out and get the, the whole churn thing. And it, that's exactly what they want to do. And they didn't account for people succeeding. And then all of a sudden be, have it be incredible and, and yeah. having access to it. Exactly. But now your, your dad sees it as, oh, this is a, this is a problem. This is going to kill newspapers. That's how it goes, though, because if if yeah. a newspaper doesn't adapt and these other things come along and and get a little bit of a foothold and create problems for them, yeah. that sucks. Especially if you work for the Denver Post, you're gonna you're gonna suffer. But that's just the way it goes, and this is what the market dictates. Yeah. But back to Rush and, and Ayn Rand or whatever her name yes. is, yeah. you know, this is what the market dictates, right? So uh-huh. um, it sucks, but it's kind of what it's kind of what is going to naturally happen. Yeah, it's it's very true. And 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 listen, I am not, I didn't want to come in and like be like someone who's pounding pounding the pulpit and saying this is a, what I this is what I believe, but I do think that there is a there is a gap incredible journalism and it has been deteriorating more and more and more and more and it's got to the point where people don't read anymore and i one of the decisions i made when i came over to mile high sports was you know listen fox sports fox sports did the same thing and they may not be wrong it really is a pivot to video and it is a pivot to audio and it's all these things because other than a a long Long form piece, which I wrote for Mile High Sports, and will be out in November. Other, other than that, people aren't interested. That's with everything, though. Yeah, everything. And, and I and I agree. I don't think the pivot to video is paying off for anybody because no. video, unless it's like thirty seconds long, I don't watch it. I'd be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna listen to it. I don't want to watch it. Audio, though, different yeah. because audio is is you, you can, can do it while you do other things. You can do yeah. it while you do other things. You can You're walk around. Into a podcast. Yeah, you, it's yeah. it's it's like radio yeah. on the go, yeah. and you can you can listen to people, and they can give uh, you know good points, and you can you can absorb it that way. Video video fucking sucks. It's just not unless you want to see somebody with a with a, a sweet play in a game. Um, otherwise, it's just it just seems like it's a uh, well, it's just I, a waste of time. I will tell you this. I mean, one of the things I'm more proud of is that the the five, four of us sitting here, and, you know, and then I'm going to throw Nate and Ross in here too. We were podcasting when there was very few a decade pod- ago. Yeah, we're a very, decade ago. Very few podcasts. In Bill Denver. Simmons had one, and uh, yeah. and and uh, <laughs> Adam Carolla had one, and that was about it. And, and think about this persisting over time. This this format that all of us are in right now and quote unquote succeeding for whatever that's worth and getting to this point where it's like, we're I'm, actually feeling miserably. <laughs> I tell you what, this is we're, we're, we're on the, uh, uh, well, we're still to, here. I was, talking, good. I was talking to Nate about this and I said, we're on the South stand schedule now because we haven't, we got like two months. Before there you go. Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. But, but we, thanks a lot, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for bringing thanks. that up. <laughs> We've been good lately. We've been really so, good. No, you got, you guys did two in like a week between podcasts. Um, we, we got to start wrapping it up here. Yeah. So I, I, I did want to touch sure, on this social media. Thing I want to make sure you got, you got your rant. Yes. Thank you for, was good. indulging me. Though. No, it's it's fascinating stuff. It's well, social. we were talking earlier about the, the, the you are such a you are such a esteemed member of the of Rocky's Twitter. Everybody and loves me. Colin. Everybody that's loves really, you in Rocky's really Twitter it, land. Loves John. It's, but it's really it, what it's about. we were discussing before we got on mic the differences between Twitter, the various sports Twitters. NBA is very unique. Yes, it is. Um, you got uh, Hardwick Paradoxum. Uh, 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 what's his 
actual name Matt Matt Moore. Matt Moore. Um, and there's a there's an eclecticness to the way NBA tweeters tweet. Yeah. There's a lot of all caps and exclamation points, and yes. there's a lot of uh, just screaming and shouting. And then baseball Twitter, very, very different. Yes. Very thoughtful and pastoral, just like the game itself. Yes. And and a lot of very subtle and dry humor. Yes. And then there's and then there's football. Well, then there's hockey, which is nerded out to the extreme. And then you've got football Twitter, which is very much in the moment during the games, yes. and then it kind of dries up and goes away. Yeah, it's very interesting. And actually, you guys probably notice this too. Football Twitter is interesting because I can't really call it a thing because no. it, it it doesn't really exist. It's, I, it's everybody, and it's a small group. It's a big group. Yeah, and then it goes it goes away, as you were pointing out, Colin. It just goes away. Basketball Twitter, it's just there all the time. All the time. All the time. And in Constant the, analysis. And the same thing with baseball yep, Twitter, absolutely. which I describe as more nerdy quirky. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's got it's you got people who are like, and you and I were talking about this before that we came on. There's the memes and there's the knowing the memes and there's all that the, stuff. The inside jokes. Yep. The inside jokes are very you know very inside, and it's it's very fascinating to watch because it be it's a community that develops a personality of its own. Absolutely, organically. Yeah, you know, and it's just all due to Twitter and social media. I find hockey, and the thing is, is somebody we were talking about this about yeah. how, you were talking about following hockey people or something, yeah. and I was like. I honestly, I mean, I know, I know a lot of hockey people, but I don't, I don't have that vein of like, of like Rockies Twitter where like, you know, all the people and you kind of see them all pop up when there's a Rockies game on. I don't have that for the abs, a few here and there. It's a weird thing. They don't, they don't seem to, and I was going to say, they don't have a sense of humor. That's not exactly true, but it just seems like it's a little, um, it's a little drier, a little more like kind of, uh, they just kind of seem to want to get to the point and there's not quite as much, uh, dicking around and, and yeah. humor, you know, um, with it. But, um, I, I could be wrong. I guess I don't follow enough. I know people. why. Cause their eye is on the puck. Ooh, it's moving really fast. Mm-hmm. Baseball, is much, baseball is much slower. Yeah. You've got time in between pitches Football to come up with a good, is, is, although it seems faster. It's actually the slowest. You have time as, in between plays. Yeah. It's like 20 seconds and, and then, Five seconds of plays, and although you know you're, you're sitting there tweeting during football games, and all of a sudden you're just you just end up tweeting, and you're just not paying attention. Sure. But you can't take your eyes off the puck. That's true. Yeah. Real quick, um, uh, give us give us a little bit on the Nuggets this year. Uh, Colin says that they'll never win an NBA title. Um, are they going to at least Are they going to at least be competitive? Are we going to get a We're going to get a little a uh, little playoff appearance this yes, year. Yes, they will make the playoffs. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They, no, cool. It would be a profound and organization altering disappointment if they don't make wow. it. What seed, what seed do you see them being in? Are, are they a six? I can see them anywhere from seven to five. So, yeah, like, yeah. Right around I can see them. Uh, uh, they, they've been outside of a couple games. They've actually been really impressive this uh, this preseason. So Steve has always struck yeah. me as a key uh, presence around that team. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about what the loss of Steve Hess means for the Nuggets. It was interesting. He was brought in in the late 90s, and he... He's an infectious personality. He, he really is. I mean, you don't... You, the, he's the first South African I ever met personally, and it's a very interesting to see his point of view and his way of looking at life because he's not only relentlessly... I wouldn't say optimistic, but I would say he's relentlessly positive. Um, and that part what did he do with all those black guys around? Did he have an issue <laughs> with that or what's up? He's just very, he's just, he's just very that much that way. And it was actually a little surprising to me. He left. 
I'll be honest with you. I was I was a little shocked that he was no longer um, part of the Nuggets organization. But uh, Felipe Eichenberger is the uh, the guy who's was his assistant for years and years, and he's now taken over. But Steve not being there is really weird because I'm used to hearing him. All he was time. just part of the scene at Pepsi Center. It is really, really strange. I'm used to hearing "Get better," you know, and, and all that the stuff that he would say, the slogans, "Up, up, 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 get better," you know, you know, get just just shouting at these guys, and he's maybe five feet one. South, South <laughs> you know, African accent is like big, almost big like two. it's like Australian meets Dutch. It's like a weird combo. There's of so the much two. Dutch in there. It, yeah. It's like they got that that kind of that twing to it. But it is I, I, honestly I missed Steve Hess, and I didn't think I would be able to say that because he's that you know he's the the trainer. But he is an indelible part of the Nuggets culture for so long since Dan Issel was here. Wow, and, and that, well, that's how a lot far back it goes. We're going late '90s, so. It's just amazing, but I wish him such the best. a high energy guy. And as you're yeah. filing into the game, he was always there stretching the the guys. And oh yeah, it seemed like they liked him a lot. Oh, they loved him. They, they didn't, everyone loved Steve. Steve has, and I still do, and he runs a gym in town, and uh, he's still living in Denver and doing that. Cool. And apparently, he's quote unquote consulting, which I I'm not sure. I'm consulting too. I'm consulting. That's, that's uh, what I do for a living. Consult. I'm, I'm, cons- cons- I'm consulting <laughs> Colin on it on the next uh, Coors Light. He's gonna he's gonna yes. crack open. Yes. So, uh, Jokic is he uh, bulked up? Uh, uh, he has thinned down, Thin- and, okay. which is which is good. Uh, he was he was getting rather doughy. He mm. was yeah. super doughy, yeah. yeah. And I will tell it's, it's the weirdest thing. I, I my, what I've always said about uh, Jokic and even Ner- Yosef Nurkic, who was traded last year, is that both of them remarkably you know, the game. You would not think it's like playing tennis. You know, you would not think you would be able to get out of shape playing basketball because it is. Relentless, run, 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 yeah, yeah. and and somehow by the end of the year, Nikola Jokic and was bigger than I had ever seen him, like, and it wasn't and it wasn't muscle, and it was really strange. And then we find out, like, through some articles, that he drank drank like a a two liter bottle of Coke every day. That'll That'll do do it. it. That'll do it to anybody. And that that sort of thing will do it to you. So I think they got his health. Um, at least his regimen under control, and I think that he he really has looked better. And we'll see through the year if he he sticks to it. But I mean, yeah, that's what. I mean. You know, I, this past summer I spent some time in, in the Balkans, and I learned something. Always traveling, Scott. I learned something though. I learned that the Bosnians hate the Serbians like they hate each other. <laughs> what? Which, I've heard which, this. I've heard this. Shit. Which, uh, this, is, this is shocking. I mean, they really, really despise each other, which made a whole lot of sense why uh, those two couldn't get along. You know, which is interesting because those two actually got along really well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah see? I, will, I will tell you this. Well, they couldn't coexist. So we, what happened? But this is this is so strange. This is so strange. Those two were, uh, and um, Michael Malone called it Balkan buddy ball. They actually enjoyed playing together. But there is a... Um, on the Denver Sifts comments that when I was there last year, the, the comment section, you had ethno rivalries, and it would basically devolve into racism, mm. out-and-out racism between Serbians and Bosnians. Wow. Who would come in there and just start attacking each other. And I, I was like, I cannot deal with this. So I had to like nuke comment sections several times just to t- stop it. Um, it was insane, wow. and I and it was a level of distrust and dislike that I have. I don't think I've ever seen. Just yeah, they're just out and out hatred. Just wait, at the end of this yeah. year, we're gonna have the same in this country. It's it's happening. It's, so, well, it's, it's, it's happening way. as um, we speak. Yeah, as we speak. <laughs> One we, last question. Uh, you want to wrap, wrap it up? up. Kenneth Freedy stays or he's gone. 
if he goes, it'll be the trade deadline, but I can see him staying through the whole year. Okay. All right. Get your Kenneth Fareed jerseys, everybody. Get them, <laughs> get them on. No, I thanks. love those dreads. Take no, them on. Thanks. Um, I'm getting a Nail Yakupov jersey as soon as possible. He plays for the Avs. You guys I'm getting an know. In the Ghetto jersey. Right. Yeah. Ghetto. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Andrew Ghetto. I'll get an you Andrew gotta Ghetto. You've got to get like a, a shirt made so, so that you have it branded now. Well, listen. I think we've I've already made, raised enough stink that everybody knows that <laughs> I created this a while back. So um, hopefully everyone, you know, and that's the thing. See now, now that I brought it up, then some will be like, "Oh, I gotta give this jack off credit for it." Jesus Christ! Like, no, that's not that's not exactly it. Just you know, a little little hat tip. That's all I need. Just <laughs> okay. a little hat tip. All right. Let's get out of Jeff. Thank you so much. No it's, it's wonderful seeing you. I'm yeah. glad you could join us again. Uh, come back anytime, and we'll we always it. have we always have a good time with you. So. I will be back anytime you want. Tell everybody, tell everybody where they can find you. I'm at King of Thornton on Twitter and uh, Mile High Sports. Hell dot yeah. Com. Hell yeah. This has been good stuff. Oh, this is a good jam. Yeah. Uh, hey, Heart uh, of the Sunrise. This is uh, this has been the South Stands Denver Fancast. We had a good time tonight. Until next time. Adios. We love you, Denver.